It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. On today's episode of After the Snap, we will be covering Salute to Service Month in the NFL. What it means to us and how you can get involved. It's also time to start having real conversations about this LSU football team. All that and more coming at you right now. It's time for After the Snap. Let's go. Every snap is an interview. After the Snap. What a snap. And keep your mouth shut, 50! I lead by example. With Blake and Reed Ferguson discussing life in, out, and after football. To be able to leave walking away with a degree and a championship uh, it couldn't be any better. Yeah! Well, you can take this boy out the real south on a bunch. Can't take the real south out of my voice. And now here we go again. Twist a little bit deep because you got thick skin. Blake, welcome back to the show. It's fantastic Thursday night. I put, posted this on Twitter earlier today, and I know you saw it because you replied, uh, mm. but just wanted to get your thoughts on laundry detergent. Uh, mm. This has been a heavily debated debate topic mm. heavily debated topic in my household for pretty much since since Erica and I got married and we started living with each other um even before then cuz she would come visit and wash clothes or whatever powder versus pods or liquid i have used powder my whole life but over recent years i have noticed the dwindling options at the supermarket or wherever you shop for your household items. There's only one size of Tide powder at my local Target where we shop for household items. There used to be a big container that would last me a long time. 128 loads? Yeah, probably something like that. That's what it says. I can't find it. Can't find it anywhere now. Wanted to know your thoughts and why so many people are on the pods train. Well, I think me just, just if you were just joining the show, you had no other context. The fact that I knew exactly how many loads are in a box of powdered detergent should know, should tell you what kind of laundry detergent I use. I actually do have both right now. I went to Publix last two weeks ago and they didn't have powder. I was completely, I was completely out of Tide laundry detergent and I needed to do a load of laundry. And so I was like, okay, I am going to buy Tide pods. Here we go. Come to the pressure. I did. I did. I bought the small little container. Because I was anticipating going later and buying another box of the powder, which I did. However, I have actually enjoyed using the pods. Because? uh, Convenience. Okay. And also... Convenient to scoop. And also... 
Well, but there's nothing more convenient than picking up a little pod and just tossing it in the laundry. Okay. But Continue. apparently research suggests from our friend on Twitter. There's a, I have not read. I, I it, research. There's suggests, a lot of replies to that tweet. I have not weeded my way through. Yeah, you got 84 responses to. Yeah, I, I, I've seen probably powdered laundry detergent. I've seen probably eight of them. But I think we should. I think we should mention. Some. I think we should mention the specific tweet that you. I think you responded to it from Mike. I think it's Chesniak. Ch- 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 Mike Ches- C. Mike S. 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 Mike S. Z. C. Z. E. S. N. I. A. K. S. C. S. Z. Tweet from tweet from Mike. Mike consonant. From a chemical standpoint. The powder does a better job than the liquid as it dissolves the enzyme breakdown. Sorry, as it dissolves the enzymes, breaks down the dirt better and leaves clothes much cleaner. It's true. A lot of people. Are you a a chemist? No, but the few responses that I saw were talking about clumps of detergent like left in their clothes. I've literally powder. Yes. I, have, I have had that happen. I have before. literally never had that problem. The, so either the problem y'all are using is, too much yeah, I, detergent. I, so I will, I will give you the feedback from my personal experience on the matter. And we Hold promise on. not to take up the entire podcast today talking about Let me about ask, detergent. do you pour it on the clothes? See, that's, that's the issue. That's the issue. I pour when, it in the drawer. When you, okay. So see, mine is, mine is top you don't load. have a drawer. Mine is top load at my house here in Florida. It's top load. And so you either put it in before you put the clothes in and it spins around like a top, spins around like a top wood. Yep. I'm assuming your laundry machine, you put it front in load. front load and it yes. spins like a clock yes. on the wall. Yeah. So that's why I tend to have issues because if you fill it too full or if you put it in, put the detergent in last, you will see, you will see it. What dad shared with me because dad is like growing up was our laundry Laundry guy. He was the guy. And what he shared with me when I like moved off to college and I was like learning how to do laundry for the first time ever in my life was that you're supposed to start the laundry machine and like let the water run and then put the, put the uh, detergent in and then you put the clothes in once the detergent and the water have like mixed. Problem is the new laundry machines don't run. Either they lock or they sense that there's nothing in the, in the, in the washer. So they just don't, there, there's no water that fills up. Sure. So that can be problematic. Long story short, long story long. I'm a powder guy, but recent events have made me open the discussion twice. And so I'm glad that you tweeted that this afternoon because it, it, it further begs the uh, question. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to reading all 84 of these responses to Me see too. if I might have to switch over to the Tide Pod thing. Fair enough. Not um, good on not good on pizza. Definitely good in yes. the washing machine. Yes, confirmed. So I want to get into some of the games from last weekend. Uh, I know uh, we're a couple of days removed. You guys 
went up to Chicago. We went over to New uh to the New York Jets. Um, you went over to New Jersey. New Jersey. Unfortunately, did not come out with a W. Tough day. They're a good team. You know, it's division game. The games are always tough. Example A being week three this year with you guys. So, you know, I I don't have a ton to say about the game. You know, they we made a couple plays. They made some. They made a couple more. We'll see them. I think we play them uh, the week before you guys, uh, or the week before we play you. Uh, in December. December, we have three division games in a row with New England, the Jets, and wow. then you guys in December. So that's just a few, one short month away. But we are playing the Vi- we have We're hosting the Vikings. We got two home games in a row, which is always nice. Love that. Um, especially because we only had two games at home before our week seven bye week. We are missing some home games, which the NFL loves to give us late home games. So um, two, you had two home games and four away games yes, going into we your bye week at LA, home to the Titans, at, at Miami, Miami. Uh, at Baltimore, oh, home yeah. Pittsburgh, and then at Kansas City. So, Holy yeah, cow. we have we have Minnesota. We're hosting the Vikings uh, Sunday at one o'clock this week. And then uh, we have Cleveland next week. Uh, so you guys, wanted, I'll let you guys hit on your game with Chicago. You beat yeah. them 35-32, and I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, I, there was one thing I wanted to mention about y'all's game first. Obviously didn't see any of it. We played at the exact same time on Sunday. However, I think we need to give credit where credit is due to whoever is running the New York Jets social media pages. Because after they beat us a few weeks ago, and then this past Sunday, they put out some unbelievable content. They trolled us on the elevator. So when we whenever we win at home or whenever we win, there's a in the uh, in the stadium they do a picture. One of the pictures from the victory, they put it. They screen print it on the elevator doors and so they did a funny like jets photo elevator thing and then i think they also did somebody from their team did a a waddle celebration like mocked jalen waddle celebration which is whatever we still nothing will be as bad as play uh, them again nothing will be as bad as kasiki's gritty i don't know that you would want to mock that though anyway So they, I think there was some content around the, around the waddle thing. Anyway, I saw Sunday where they did like the zoom in of the rendering of, of the new Buffalo stadium and like change the score. That's true. Like you said, we got to play them. We got to play them again. Got it. Yeah. Got to play them again, but also got to give credit where credit is due. They're doing a really good job. I, have a lot of respect for the teams that allow their social media departments to have a little bit of an edge, a little bit of troll in their game, because that's what social media is for. It's fun. The fans love it. The fans go nuts. Mainly what it's for. Yeah. And so respect. So we traveled up to Chicago this week, always kind of a question mark on weather. When you go to Chicago, thankfully last year, we were there in the preseason, so it was like sunny and seventies. Grass was still nice. Grass was perfect. It was week one of the preseason. 
So it had not been played on. This year, we got lucky with the weather relatively. The, it was a sunny day, clear day, very windy. Mm-hmm. It had, it had stormed, big storm moved in on Saturday before the game as we were f- coming, as we were coming into town. Um, 40, 50 mile an hour winds really causing some turbulence on the flight. But we felt the kind of after, after effects of that on Sunday with the wind, although it was still a, a really nice day. Couple things of note, uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle playing out of their minds. I saw um, they were, um, on track to break the, like a combined Receiver record yeah. for like two guys on one team. Yeah. I mean, they're, they are both in the top five in receiving yards. Tyreek is running away with it. No pun intended. Those guys are playing out of their minds. Tyreek did a backflip as part of his t- touchdown celebration on Sunday, which was bonkers. I didn't even see it. I've seen him do a backflip before, but doing it after a touchdown is, is Pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. This week we play uh, Cleveland at home. The Fighting Cade Yorks are coming to town, friend of the pod. Sunday at 1 p.m., last game before our bye week. And then I will be heading to Baton Rouge for my first game since I left. Very nice. After the national championship. Yeah, so I, I'm pretty pumped about that. But got to finish strong here going into bye week, week number 11. Bye week bonanza. We are at week ten in the NFL, dude. That is Can't bonkers. It. Can't believe bonkers. It. This I is always... about the time where the the it starts flying. Yep. So like see, week see, like week seven to like week seven to thirteen is gone. See, to me, I and I've said this a couple times. I don't know if I've said it on the pod. Six to eleven are the weeks yep. to me that are like they don't exist because it's just like. <laughs> Back to back to back, just yep. games to the face, just in yep. a row. And yeah, and you're right. It's seven thirteen, whatever you want to say. Like that middle third of the season is just, it flies by and you turn around and it's like week 12, week 13, you're playing meaningful football games. And this is where it's really about to get fun. So I'm, I'm pumped and I'm, I'm really looking forward to this next stretch, but we got some work right here in front of us on Sunday. No doubt. Before uh, our, uh, I want to get into the salute service deal, pretty cool what has uh, transpired over the last week or so. But uh, before we do that, we need to announce our uh, after the snap, clutch snap of the week for week number nine. Drum roll, please. Josh Harris of the Los Angeles Chargers. 37-yard game-winning field goal with a new kicker, Cameron Dicker. First game. Uh, Yes, first game with the Chargers, and you get a game-winning field goal. He also had a game-winner for, I think, the Eagles, maybe. There was another team that he kicked for for one week earlier this season. It was his first game for them, and he uh, made a game-winning field goal also for them. So he's got two games played. Two game-winning field goals. Amazing. Uh, congratulations to Josh Harris, uh, friend of the pod. Great guy. Congratulations, Josh. Let's go. Congrats. We have both been selected by our respective teams, you, two years in a row, as the Salute to Service nominee for our teams uh, representing the NFL. 
So that means basically for those of you familiar uh, with the way the NFL man of the year, is that the, I guess the official man Walter, of the year, each Walter, team, Payton. Walter Payton man of the year award uh, that gets voted on at the end of the season. Each team will nominate, also nominate somebody for that. But this award is very similar in the fact that fans get to vote on their team's player or another team's player. And the winner gets $25,000 to a charity of their choosing or a charity that they work with related to the armed forces. So, uh, or, or veteran, the veterans, uh, society. So super thrilled that we are both able to, uh, be the nominees. I work with a couple local places, a couple local charities up here. I know you obviously do as well. We both have our events on Saturday, uh, that I know we are both looking forward to. While we're uh, talking about it. Yep. Tell go ahead. The pe- tell the people about your Saturday event. This Saturday. At First Line Brewing in Orchard Park from 12 to 3, I am hosting a uh, barbecue event for veterans, but everybody can come. And there's no there's no limit. Uh, it's not only limited to veterans. Veterans can bring their families, whoever, anybody's welcome. It's from 12 to 3 on Saturday. Veterans will get a free beer and a barbecue plate uh, made by a good friend of mine, uh, local Buff, uh, Buffalo Bills fan, uh, we'll call him Barbecue Freddy. He is going to crush it. Uh, he has a huge smoker that he's bringing and he's going to cook some, uh, some, uh, pulled pork, uh, some brisket, kind of the whole nine yards. I think there's some wings in there. So it's going to be a great time. So, but anybody else can pay for, you know, you can get your beer through first line. Uh, I am just providing the free beer for the veterans and uh, the barbecue for the vets. So or the barbecue for other people as well, but every, the vets are getting everything uh, on. Vets me, drink so. free. Vets drink free. That's right. So I uh, hope to see the local Buffalo community out there. Would love to see love everybody that. show up uh, on Saturday. I'll hand it off to you. Hand the baton yeah. over. Doing something very similar to what Reed is, is doing. This is my second year partnering with mission barbecue down here in South Florida to um, do a Veterans Day lunch, barbecue lunch, similar to, to Reed's lunch, for vets and active duty military in our South Florida community. And so obviously Mission Barbecue is very first responder and armed forces forward, as is First Line Brewing up in OP. We had a great turnout last year. I got to shake hands and, and really spend some time having some good conversations with veterans and active duty military in our community. I'm super looking forward to this one. I've had several teammates tell me how pumped they are to participate again. They came, a bunch of them came out last year and, and just to, just to be there and, and to give a thank you is it means so much to the people who have sacrificed so much for us that for a professional football player to show up and shake their hand, it it means so much more than than so many people realize. I know it was very rewarding for a lot of those guys last year. A lot of them have committed to come back. A lot of new guys have committed this year. So really pumped for Saturday. That is Saturday, November 12th. <laughs> From one to three at Mission Barbecue in Davie, Florida. So, uh, if you know a veteran 
or a military active duty military member uh, share that information with them, uh, both in the Buffalo and surrounding communities, as well as the uh, South Florida communities. We would love to have you all out. Bring your family, bring your uh, loved ones. We want to love on you all a little bit. So uh, with that, that wraps up our Salute to Service Month chatter. You can follow either Blake or I on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we will also be posting the link to vote on the After the Snap Pod uh, Instagram and link Twitter in, as well. Link in so bio, baby. If you would like to vote for either of us, we know a few people, uh, obviously friends and family that are voting for yeah. uh, Blake and I both on alternate days. So if you have a preference, uh, feel free to vote with your heart or vote with your mind. That 25K can go a long way to help the members in our community who have done so much for us. So absolutely. Um, yeah, the link will be in the link is in my bio of my social accounts. Reed will do the same, uh, but it'll also be on the at after the snap pod, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Absolutely. Um, I know you mentioned it in the intro, uh, but wanted to uh, talk a little bit about how impressive this LSU Tiger football team has been the last few weeks coming off a bye week, hosting Alabama, number, uh, number, what were they? Number three, I think, in the CFB. Are we going back? Are we going back to Atlanta, baby? Are we we going back to Atlanta, baby? I'm reserving. I'm, I'm keeping my head about this. Hosting Alabama this past weekend, beating them on a, on a two point play in overtime, which we both, we were FaceTiming, both thought it was a fantastic call. Definitely would have done the same thing. I remember watching and I, and they scored the touchdown on the first play, Jaden Daniels, 25 yard scramble to the right. And I remember thinking, just go for it. Just, it's not worth battling back and forth because. Bryce Young had started to make some plays in the fourth quarter and I was just, I was having none of it. So I think, um, you know, they've got Arkansas coming up this week, going to Arkansas, yep. which historically is always a tough out for LSU. I know I was one and one there. I think you were one and one as well. The only time I lost to Arkansas was in Baton Rouge. It was okay. your so two sen- and oh. it was your senior year. The rest of the time, yes. The rest no. of the time, I beat Arkansas. Yes, that's correct. Um, okay, so fair enough. So you're uh, four and one. Historically, a tough place to play, and then uh, we'll talk about A and M when the time comes. But uh, Arkansas this week, big game. Arkansas five and four. They got a good quarterback. It'll be, it will be a great game. But LSU has to. I, I thought um, LSU has to keep their wits about them and yeah. kind of stay humble and and. And make sure they're not overlooking. But I, I, Brian Kelly was asked in a press conference this week about a potential trap game. Arkansas being a trap game, looking forward to, you know, if they're looking ahead to A&M or looking ahead to the SEC championship, whatever that might be. And he said, uh, you know, a trap game, something along the lines of a trap game being a trap game is if you're not going about your business the right way, if you're not prepared and doing the right thing. So if you are mentally there, if you're trusting the process, you're doing the right thing day in and day out. He's saying there is no such thing as a trap game. So I really like that. I thought that was pretty good. 
but that's you know I'm it I'm sounds, on board with it. That sounds very Brian Kelly esque. It does very businessy. I I respect it. I respect it. I think um, with I think with LSU having two the last two SEC games on the road, they're really going to have to stay focused. It is hard to go into Arkansas, and it's even harder to go into College Station and win both of those games. I don't care how good or bad the team is. A road game in the SEC, specifically the SEC West, is hard. They have a – I believe they have a win in their pocket. I could be wrong on that, but – Meaning? I think they only have a win in their pocket if Ole Miss loses to Alabama. Because LSU has one SEC loss, Ole Miss has one SEC loss to LSU. If Ole Miss beats Alabama this week, LSU has to win out, or correct? They have to they have to count on Ole Miss losing another game, which I don't see happening. But let's say let's Ole say Miss Ole Miss still has to play Arkansas and Mississippi State. So let's we'll say see. Ole Miss let's say Ole Miss loses to Alabama. LSU both, has yeah. a, LSU has a win in their pocket. Yes. So they or has a has a loss in their pocket. So they can lose to one of uh Arkansas or A&M and still go to the SEC Championship. Now, yep. if they want to look at going to the college football playoff, which is still in reach, I think it's still in reach. They're they're ranked number 7 and I think Ohio, it's I think I'm only saying State, that because they they, you don't, the, the, the playoff committee has never been presented with this. Correct. Situation. Ohio State and Michigan still have to play each other. That is the yes. last game of their regular this weekend, season. I think. Mm. No, last game. I thought I saw, I saw something about a big Ohio State this weekend. Mm. No, Ohio State plays Indiana. Indiana. I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, Nebraska, Michigan. That's what I was looking yeah. at. It was a it was Michigan versus a red team, and it was Nebraska. Yeah, so gotcha. apologize. Uh, so they still have to play each That's other. It's always the last game of the season for sure. So you've got Georgia, you've got Ohio State, you've got Michigan, TCU. All four of those teams are undefeated. One of them will drop out of the out of the top four after the last game for obvious reasons. Tennessee is the likely next man up, or Oregon. Oregon is still undefeated as well, although it is hard to argue for Oregon over Tennessee, given that Tennessee l- lost to Georgia, who was smacked uh, Oregon, who was an undefeated number one team the entire year. Sorry, Oregon is not undefeated. They're undefeated in their conference. I was looking at the wrong, uh, looking at the wrong metric. So, and then LSU is right behind. So LSU yep. would be LSU would be a, a, a Ten and two team, uh, eleven and two, trying to make the playoff. And if they go into the SEC championship in Atlanta and beat Georgia, there's no way they're not making the playoff. In my mind, there's no way because that would that would leave Georgia with one loss, Ohio State or Michigan with one loss, Tennessee with one loss, Alabama has two losses, so they're out. Oregon has one loss. LSU has two losses. You tell me. We went from having so many undefeated teams to that number is about to 
drop quick. So yes, very I'm, quick. I'm super looking forward to these last few weeks of the season, mostly because LSU has a, has a real shot. Fighter's so, chance. No uh, I'm, I'm pumped for it. I'm also pumped for another big tournament coming up here at the end of the year. I've already been seeing advertisements for it. John Hamm has been hilarious in his FIFA, FIFA ads as Santa Claus being upset that his, that Christmas is being overtaken by the World Cup. But I, I'm, I'm super pumped for the World Cup. I, I think it's going to be an absolute mess out in Qatar, but that's what's going to make it so amazing is that the whole mess is going to allow the USA to sneak right under the radar. What are your thoughts? Um, I, I sure hope so. I've been looking forward to this for four and a half years. It's my favorite tournament ever. I'm thrilled that it's a week and a half, a, a little over a week away. I, you know, we'll get into a little more of a preview and a little more, maybe, maybe a little bit of a deep dive, a shallow dive. Uh, we'll go in the, we'll, we'll jump into the World Cup kiddie pool next week. Love that. Um, love that. But I feel like, and I did post, I did re, tweet and comment on Twitter about it. The uh, president of FIFA coming out and saying he shouldn't have uh, awarded the World Cup to Qatar. I just feel like that is such a backhanded slap in the face a little bit to fans of the game, the players, the teams, kind of everybody involved because it has been known for Eight plus years now the, since they awarded it to this country, all of the human rights issues that are going on, all of the stadium issues, people dying from building the stadiums, it's a bad look. You're basically admitting sort of that there's some corruption going on, which FIFA is corrupt in general. And there's actually a great Netflix special about to come out about that, fittingly enough, right before the World Cup starts. Um, How convenient. Can't, can't wait to watch that. But yeah, it, it's it's uh, frustrating to hear him say that because there's so many more countries that deserved to, but how deserve can you- to host a World Cup. Um, I know North America is hosting it in, in 2026. Can't wait. But um, just, I don't know, it just... It just feels gross. And, and props to, um, I believe it's Denmark who are playing in a completely blank kit because they're, that is their form of protesting playing in the tournament. They don't want to give, they don't want to give any attention to that side of things, which I, I thought was, I thought, I, I respect it. I think, it's, can- I think they just have like the country, the country look like they're, flag maybe on the kit. I'll have to look at it again, but okay. uh, there was no sponsor last time I looked. Pretty interesting. How can you how can you say that it was a mistake to award Qatar the World Cup when it's about the bid? It's about who bids the most money for the World Cup. It always has been. It's the same way with the Super Bowl. It's the same way with March whatever. Madness. March Madness, the, I think the Olympics, like all-star game, it's about money and you can come out and say, yeah, it was, it, it stinks, but they offered up the most money. And so you have to 
deal with the consequences of it being in a tough place. Just the people, like literally just, the fan villages. Did you see the the pictures? Yes, it's posted horrible. And, they're in shipping they're containers. Shipping containers. What are we doing? What are we doing? I had a funny. Uh, so so Kylie Greathouse, one of my best friends on the planet, Very sent good. me sent me Thank a message. Tyfys salute to service week. Also coming to the game on Sunday. Let's go. Awesome. He sent me that tweet. And about the shipping containers, yes. Quote the shipping containers, and he said, "I too have slept in a shipping container in Qatar, but I didn't pay two hundred dollars to stay in there." (laughs) I thought that's classic. I like almost spit out my water, but um, yeah, comical. What they're what they're doing. I mean, we saw how the the headlines that came out about the alcohol and stuff a couple of a month or so ago with all of the (laughs) restrictions that they're having there. But but what I'm sort of equating this to, and it's it's a shame that we're already like slamming on the brakes because it hasn't even started yet. But I'm what I'm equating this to is when the Winter Olympics was in uh, Kiev, Russia. And it was an absolute disaster and it was a mess. And they were sleeping on like cardboard, like corrugated boxes, mattresses, like terrible, terrible conditions. And that's what I feel like is about to happen in Qatar. I, I could be very wrong, but just from everything that we're starting to see, the the little tidbits that's that are being dropped from, from this year's World Cup – is it is very disappointing, but mm-hmm. in the end, the bid is about money, and FIFA has a responsibility to the fans who are about to watch that the product is the same, and the expectation is that the athletes will be able to go out there and that saying this from a professional athlete standpoint, you and I, they can go out there and compete at the absolute highest level, and that there is no other distraction impeding that. And yep. so shame on FIFA if they don't allow the players to do that. And if they allow the circumstances of where they're playing the games to get in the way of that. That is all I have to say on the matter. I agree. I agree. And that's all I got too. So, well, that is a wrap on this week's episode. Thank you for joining us. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. Instagram, TikTok, at After the Snap Pod. Subscribe to us on YouTube, on Spotify, and on Apple Podcasts. You can find the link to vote for us for the Salute to Service Award presented by USAA on our social media accounts as well as our podcast account. Thank you, as always, for joining us. We will see you next week. This has been After the Snap, tales from two brothers who live life upside down.